Hello, friends. My name is Hannah, and you are listening to She Reads, They Eat, a podcast for all of my fellow literature lovers or for anyone wondering what they should read next. I cover all kinds of reads from children's book to classic literature to science fiction and fantasy. I read, you listen, and my Patreon community sends 90% of their proceeds to the hungry, thirsty, naked, sick, and needy. The other 10% is used to bring you even better content. Most of my podcast is free to listen to, but for as little as $1 a month, you can join my Patreon community for exclusive content. Thanks so much for listening today, and let's dive right into today's reads. Welcome back to another episode of She Reads, They Eat. Hope we won't have too many interruptions today, but I do have little ones milling around somewhat um, as it's later in the afternoon. And speaking of young ones, today my free podcast is sharing some of our five-star favorite children's books reads from 2021, since the beginning of 2021. So that's like three, coming up on three and a half months worth. Um... And I will say we're not too picky, um, more, we're not too harsh on giving five-star reads, especially in children's books. Essentially what five-star reads means is we definitely would love to own a copy of this book. Um, some four-star reads we might enjoy owning, but if it's a five-star, we definitely would love to own this book. So I do have quite a few, so hopefully I can give you a synopsis on most of them, but no promises. You might just have to uh, listen, and um, I'm going to put the entire list up in the show notes on my Patreon account. So if you're listening to this for free on Spotify or Google Podcasts or wherever it is you're listening to this, you might want to grab a pen and piece of paper so you can write these down. Or for as little as $1 a month, you can join my Patreon. And with that, you would get these extra show notes. And you'd also get to listen to this episode day of recording instead of a few days late if you're listening to it on a free program. $5 a month will get you some extra benefits like... um, book lists, lots of extra podcasts, read-alouds, those kinds of things, and 10 bucks a month uh, VIP account will get you even more of the special benefits, like an additional read-aloud I'm not doing with my $5 members or more book lists, etc. Plus, you have access to the whole backlog of things I have placed up for those patrons. And again, 90% of your proceeds go towards um, mostly feeding the hungry, but also clothing the naked and all those kinds of things. They go towards local organizations who are taking care of a lot of the needs that people have um, in local areas. So let's start with book number one. So these are kind of going to be around the time we read them in order. So the first books will be ones we read at the very beginning of the year. And then the most recent ones will be like end of March, beginning of April. So when we read them. So number one, Stone Soup by Marcia Brown. This was an adorable story about a town that had plenty of food. And when soldiers came, they were stingy about even giving them some simple food. So the soldiers kind of sort of tricked them into feeding them 
And um, it turned out in this really cute way. And then the entire town from then on was a little more giving towards strangers. And I think it ends up as a better story than you might think. But of course, it's close to my heart that when somebody who's starving and hungry comes to your door that you shouldn't and you have plenty of food to hide it would be a very sad thing to do so we find that in this book the next book we absolutely loved and there's a few we'll hear from this author um aim dykeman is the name of the author but this book dandy was just so beautiful it was about a little girl and her father and her father was a type who always had a perfect lawn and of course, he lived in like a homeowner society where all of his neighbors had perfect lawns. And so he felt like he had to have a perfect lawn to, you know, for their approval and all that. But then his little girl falls in love with a dandelion, a single dandelion in his yard. She falls in love with it and it's her best friend. And every time he tries to sneak out to, you know, get rid of this dandelion, she's there. And it is a really, really cute story about a dad who has to pick between how his neighbors see him and, you know, something his yard he cares so much about and something that's so important to his little girl. So it's a beautiful story. The next one I rec- want to recommend is The Brilliant Deep by uh, Kate Mesner. Uh, and I'm almost forgetting now who um, this one is about. Uh, it is a nonfiction. Um, I don't think it's Jacques Cousteau because I have another one on here for Jacques Cousteau. So I think I might be mixing them up. But let me double check real quick who this one is about. Um, ah, it's about a man, and I don't remember his name, I'm sorry to say, but who was rebuilding the world's coral reefs. And he fell in love with coral reefs as a boy and then started to realize that they were disappearing. And so he wanted to do a lot of things to help bring them back and actually started kind of an organization that did that. So it's a nonfiction children's book, Tale of a Man Who Fell in Love with Coral Reefs and Was Determined to Help Save Them. So that is that one. Um... Next one I've got is Just In Case You Want to Fly by Julie Fagliano. Um, And that last name is spelled F-O-G-L-I-A-N-O. And you need to know two things to love this book as much as I did. It is a poem. It's more of a poem from a mother, not a story. And the things that the pictures tell are half of the beauty. So it really is a beautiful poem, but the pictures really enhance... um, the poem and make it so much more beautiful and I absolutely loved it another favorite read um and we'll have a couple by this author is Carmelia Full of Wishes by Matt de la Pena I hope I'm pronouncing that correct um but Carmelia Full of Wishes is about a little girl who has lots of wishes she lives in a poor community and the thing I really loved about this book was the um brother and sister relationship and its sibling relationship. Now moving on to that one I mentioned about Jacques Cousteau. It's called Man Fish, a story of Jacques Cousteau by Jennifer Byrne. And um, it really is just a great um, children's nonfiction book. I really enjoy some of those because they often have gorgeous illustrations and sometimes they have a bibliography and more places to learn more about that person on the back as well. So that's great. Um, 
So that one was beautiful. Another one by Aim Dykeman, who wrote that dandy I referred to, is called Read the Book Lemmings. And <laughs> it's more hilarious. Um, it's got these kind of clueless little lemming characters and a fox and a bear who are pretty much just trying to keep them alive. And the fox gets very frazzled and the bear just has a very calm uh, demeanor and a very dry, straight up humor. And it's really funny. Um, another one by Matt De La Pena, who wrote the Carmelia Full of Wishes, is Last Stop on Market Street. He's well known for that one. You've probably heard about it. It's a grandma and her grandson, and they have to take this trip across town in a bus. And you meet all these beautiful characters with beautiful stories on the bus. Um, it's moving on. The Lorax by Dr. Seuss. Now, of course, there's been a lot of controversy over Dr. Seuss recently, but the decision um, we've personally come to is... Um, I agree with the decision of uh, the Dr. Seuss Institution to remove books that specifically were racist. And Dr. Seuss himself was a part of multiple uh, racist organizations. But not all of his books reflect that. And some of his books teach beautiful things without that being reflected in them at all. And I certainly intend to have that conversation with my kids when they get older. Um, but in general, I would want them to not necessarily idolize an author just because they like some of his books. Um, but they should see what kind of person anybody is before they look up to them um, and not just what they write. But all that aside, The Lorax is a beautiful book, I think, that does a great job of portraying um, what happens when we place profit over taking care of the earth and how even taking care of the earth and having an environmental mindset, um, if we don't have that, it not only hurts the earth, but it starts to hurt the animals in the earth and um, it starts to affect the humans as well, which of course we don't see as much in a Dr. Seuss book because there's not many human characters in this one at least. Another Aim Dykeman we loved was Boy and Bot. We have bought a copy of that one since. Um, pretty much all of these are from the library, by the way. And then when we love them, we purchase them. So Boy plus Bot is about a little boy and a robot. We meet each other and they have fun. But then when the robot, um, you know, off button gets hit, the boy thinks he's in trouble and takes care of him in all the ways a little boy would need to be taken care of if he was, like, sick. And then the same thing happens to the boy, or the boy falls asleep, and the robot thinks there's something wrong with him, so he takes care of him in all the ways that a robot would need to be taken care of if he had an issue. And I'm not going to spoil the ending, but it's really funny and really cute, and I think it does a great job of... Showing how just because you have certain needs, even in a specific scenario, doesn't mean those are the same needs of somebody else. And I think it installs in kids this helpful idea of being mindful towards others and what their needs are and recognizing that not everybody has the same needs or needs the same life. All right, so moving on, Rocks of Boxing by Alice McLaren. Um, this was illustrated by Barbara Cooney, one of our favorite authors and illustrators. 
Um, but Raxaboxin is a beautiful tale about a bunch of kids and this like hill that they all played on as kids and they called it Raxaboxin the town and they created like this whole beautiful town and treasure hunts and games and just all the ways they played with this space as children and it is a gorgeous tale. Um, and then another one, I think this was also illustrated by Barbara Cooney, which is what made us pick it up originally, but, um, the author is Mary Lynn Ray and the title is Basket Moon. So it's about a little boy who grows up in a family that make baskets kind of in the woods and he always wants to go to town with his dad. Um, but when he does go to his town, the people in the city, call him and his dad names because they assume anyone who's kind of remote and in the woods um there's something wrong with them and so the boy kind of faces this injustice of assumptions of other people um and has to wrestle with that in a beautiful little story way because honestly the majority of the story is based on just their daily lives and what they do to make these baskets and what their lives look like um Let's see. And then the next one I have is 12 Kinds of Ice. So this took us a few weeks to get through. Um, we were just kind of reading it on the side along with our regular things. Um, but it's a beautiful tale of, and I'm using the word beautiful a lot, but of how this family interacted with ice every year. How they interacted with the first ice and then, you know, when the ice was starting to stick around a little more and they skated and they created a skate rink and they had competitions and they had the neighbors over and they had a ice show at the end and then there's the melting of the ice and so on. And it was kind of such a delight to read how they interacted with winter in that way. Another loved read was Jingle Dancer by Cynthia Lytek Smith. It's a story of a um, Native American girl who goes around to her family members and collects jingles so that she can dance in the place of all of these women in her family in the annual jingle dance that happens. Um, sorry, I feel like I have, I do have a couple more here. I'm just trying to find them now. Um... Midnight Teacher by Janet Halfman. Now, some of these books, Carmelia Wishes, Midnight Teacher, Jingle Dancer, I did place on a book list with even more details. Um, I created a specific diversity wish list, or not wish list, book list of children's books on my patron account. That's on my $5 account, if that's something you're interested in. You can always pay for one month as well to help support... Um, local people in need as well as um check it out and let's see if that's something that is worth that a month to get access to those materials and help people but i digress midnight teacher by janet halfman covers um the story of lily ann henderson she was a slave who started a secret school where she taught people to read and write which in many ways allowed them to escape to freedom in the north. Um, and I'm not going to give you any spoilers on if that were ended up well or not for her. But um, 
she also had multiple descendants who did a lot when it came to education, both uh, pre-Civil War and post-Civil War after um, you had all these um, slaves, a lot of which were not literate because it was illegal for them to be. Um, and so she helped with that, and it's a beautiful story. And then her, you read in the end that her descendants, uh, her kids and grandkids, etc., continued on that mission for um, people it was hard for them to get a decent education. Let's see. We loved, loved, loved the book Extra Yarn by Mac Barnett. Story of a little girl who finds this box of yarn and just starts bringing beauty to her kind of dream, or dreary and grim town. She brings beauty to it. Um, the book Luck by Jean Craighead George is about a sandhill crane. And sandhill cranes are some of our favorites around here. They make quite a funny noise, and my boys love them so much. It's their favorite bird, um, and I can't wait to go somewhere where they can see one in person. And then I have just three more for you here, and then I will let you go. So I have Thank You, Earth by April Poli Serre. Um, we liked this one. Uh, I think in some of the ways when it says thank you, Earth, um, some of those things could be or uh, maybe attributed to God, of course, as well, in the helping of or in the action of creation. But um, all of those things, I think, in there are things to be thankful for. And it's a really pretty book and it has a nice rhyme to it. Um, Sleep Tight Farm by Eugenie Doyle. It's a girl writing about when she was a kid and how they kind of put the farm to sleep, kind of winterized it, I should say. Um, and as you can see with that and Rocks of Boxing and a lot of these other books, I love to see this day-to-day -day, um, lives can be so wondrous, even just the day-to-day -day of people's lives. And I love hearing how they live um, and for me personally, as an adult, fiction is the purpose of fiction for me is to allow me to walk in another person's shoes, to allow me to share their experiences or to get to know them or their community or their ethnicity, all of that, or their culture better. And um, I love that in children's uh, fiction as well, or nonfiction, I suppose the case may be. And then the last one, and this one my boys just utterly adored, is called How to Raise a Dinosaur by Natasha Wing. My oldest is very much into dinosaurs right now. So we picked up a series of dinosaur books, and this was, I think, his favorite so far. And it is a really cute tale of all the things you'll need in order to raise a dinosaur. Um, and it has a rather unexpected and hilarious ending. So, um... Those are all of my books. I did not count. I'm not sure how many I covered. Again, if you want the written list of those, you're going to want to go to uh, my Patreon and try out a month or two on there. Otherwise, I hope you have a pen and paper while you're listening to this um, in a few days when it releases for free. Thank you so much for listening today. Can't wait to chat with you more next week on all kinds of bookish content. Goodbye. 
If you love this episode and would love to hear additional episodes, have access to extra content, and are passionate about caring for the needy as I am, I encourage you to check out my Patreon page. You can find it at www.patreon.com slash reads. There are different levels at which you can help. $1 a month gets you early access to all my free episodes and could help plant three potato plants to feed the hungry. $5 a month gets you two book lists a month in addition to early access, as well as some additional read-aloud podcasts and could buy a coat or shoes for a homeless person. $10 a month gives you access to all of my episodes, book lists, and more while helping a poor family afford hygiene products or allowing local gardeners to plant three extra rows of plants in their garden to give people in great need. Again, you can find that at www.patreon.com slash shereads. Thanks so much for listening today, and I can't wait to talk to you again next week.